So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Like, you are RSVP. And then then she started this narrative, right? (laughs) Where then my white activist friend said, well, yeah, like, is it going to be in a pro... And this is like... This is, this is, it's going to get stupider and I'm going to get stupid. No, it's like, fine. It's, it's like, fine. fine. It's fine. I'm going to delve into so many layers of totally stupid and I'm like, totally help unstupefy <laughs> me, totally right? Yeah. So then my white activist friend says, well, and this is the conversation that we had previously had when I invited her. Yeah. And the group is called Full Color Future. Full yes. Color. Right. right. Of course. Um, and she said, I would love to go, but would it be, would I be taking someone else's spot who deserves it more? And... Would it be inappropriate? Would I be encroaching? Yeah. And I said, well, that is your decision to make. I can't tell you. I can put you in touch with the person who's doing this, and you can ask that question to him. But I'm looking at the name Full Color Future, and I think that that means that we need everyone together. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No. You can talk to you can talk to to, to the man himself, right? Right. So. Um, the white lesbian who's like slowly trudging right. and yeah. she's like you guys maybe we should just not go like we, we could just not go right. we could just not go right because we're walking up and everyone is black and everyone is dressed to the nines yeah. and she's suddenly oh my god I'm the only one here right Yeah. and probably like welcome to the privilege of like feeling the way that a lot of other people have felt throughout their entire lives. You feel it for one second and you want to bail, right. which is like, in my mind, hugely rude. And then all of a sudden it triggers the white activist who's like, yeah, maybe this isn't our place. Like maybe we're overstepping, you know? Um, and so then I was like, look, do you want this man's, do you want to text this guy to check? Because I can't answer for, I cannot, I cannot answer for someone else. What I can say, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but my mother taught me that if you are SVP, yes, you go. So we have committed to going and maybe we shouldn't be here and maybe we should, but we said we were going to go. We said we were going to show up. So we better show up and walk in that door. And yes, there will be uncomfortable feelings, but do you think that all of these impeccably dressed people who are going in to celebrate themselves think that they've, you know, maybe feel uncomfortable sometimes in Washington, D.C., and that you're feeling that, like, level of discomfort for one minute? And that, like, maybe this is just walking in someone's shoes? Now, but again, I can't talk for someone else, so if you want to text the person who's doing this, it's probably going to be really busy, you probably don't want to like bother him right now, but you can text him and ask him about your white guilt, you know, like, but also like do, and then I'm like, well, do I belong here? Like, 
And then I was like, look, I'm on the board, you guys. Maybe I don't belong here. I don't know. But I was taught that if you accept an RSVP, you freaking show up. Unless if, like, if, if a doctor says that I, I, like, if I have a doctor's note and the doctor's like, no, you are in the hospital, like, otherwise it's inexcusable. Just, like, period, end of story. Now, this is the story of three people who were not black attending a black event that was really important, right? And all of us were being dumb. Okay? Like, dumb. And I'm wondering... How could we have been less dumb? Well, let me ask you. So your friends, are, were they feeling that way because they aren't used to being around a large number of African-Americans? Or was it just like more of a, like you said, a, a guilt thing? Because I can understand, like, if they're not used to being around other, like, like if they never have many black friends, if they're not used to being around a whole lot of I'm going to speculate can... at this point. Yeah. Okay. So um, the white lesbian at one point asked me if I was her only white friend. Okay. God, I love it. I know. I love it. I love it. it. And I was like, (sighs) yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, you have to literally like, and then I had to be like, no, like I, I have, I'm like I have white friends. It was like, you know, it's DC. I have friends of all, like, and I had to be like, you do realize, and she grew up in Silver Spring. Okay. Like, Silver Spring is diverse. Yeah. I'm like, D.C. is 75% black. Yeah. Okay? And, like, also, you have seen white friends. You have seen, you know? But, like, you kind of didn't see them because you're so acculturated to that being the norm, even though 75% of D.C. is black. But then you ask me, like, if I'm your only white friend? That's great. So I'm just going to, like, put that out there. And maybe, like, that will inform her being like, maybe, maybe, you know, we we, we could just not go. Right? So I'm thinking for her, it's like, I feel uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't know. That's my guess. So, okay? So I'll, I'll, I'll pass along the story. Um, you, you, this is one of those moments where we're going to have like a shared like, DC private school movie because they're so fun. And I love, and I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to 47 Barn Bat Mitzvahs in the seventh grade when I was Georgetown Day. I'm not Jewish. I'm like actually not privileged either. So I would have to walk into these privileged Jewish spaces as like a poor black child. And I don't know the food. I don't, I don't know the people. I don't know the culture. I don't know anything. All I did know was that I could eat the food. So I'm like very nervous. And it's very obvious. Like I'm, I'm like thinking, do I wear a yarmulke? Do I not? Do I like recite the words that they're reciting? Do I stand up when they stand up? Do I sit down when they sit down? I don't know. So I was just like, first it was like the hired help at the event, which makes this whole thing like come together full circle in a beautiful way and um she goes to me i've seen you at like two of these in the last two weeks because you know they hired the same companies to cater all of these because mm-hmm. there's only so many people that can cater like a giant yeah that's where for like cause, you know you get to invite everybody and that's the thing with this it ties into your rsvp thing when you get the rsvp in the mail for the bar mitzvah you have to go you have to go. Like, you have to go. It's like everybody in, like, your, everybody in my seventh grade class was invited. Mm-hmm. So I have to go. Well, you, you have to go. It's just a thing. So I'm like, all right, I got to go. And I'm there. She's like, I've seen you these last two weeks. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you look scared. I'm like, I am. And she goes, always eat the chicken. Always eat the beans. Always eat the rice. Everything else you don't have to worry. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> because even in that room, yeah, you can eat the chicken, you can eat the beans, chicken beans, you can eat the rice. rice. There you go. Everything else would be completely different. But if you just done that, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna look at you different. But you also you you did not before walking into this place. Have a dumb conversation. Oh, I did. I, 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 always, I always did. It would always be, always be all the black, all the black kids about to go into the bar mitzvah the bar, or the bar mitzvah, looking at each other like, "You ready for this? You ready? I'm not ready. Well, I guess we gotta go. We gonna go? Yeah, we gonna go. You wanna go? I mean, well, where else are we gonna go? What are we gonna do? Like, what's gonna happen? I don't know. Yeah, you know." Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll go in. Yeah, do you know what we're doing when we go in? No. If we all stay in here, I think we'll be all right. Great. And that's what we would do. Mm-hmm. We would all just sit there and then, you know, kind of like figure out what we were going to eat. And then hope that the music was everything but having to get. Because <laughs> at that point, we had no idea what to do. <laughs> wow. Well, by your 46th time. I'm yeah. thinking you did. Yeah, by that time. Yeah. Yeah. But like times like times like three, four, and five. But that is worse. So you handled that really well. In my situation, I was like three people being really dumb. Right. Right? Of course. Let's say that hopefully I don't want to do this forty six times before I can have a Nagila, you know? Right, of course. Like how should that have gone? Simple. You just look at these people and go. They have chicken, they have beans, they have rice. Just eat the chicken, beans, and rice. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's like, it's, it's, it's simple. Like, I always look at those situations, and it ties into the pathetic way I am, is I try to find, like, the most human aspect of the whole thing that goes in. Like, okay, so if you're standing outside in Sabit, it's like, are you hungry? Yeah. Well, okay, let's go eat. You want to eat, right? And I know the food is really good. Mm-hmm. 